This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Speak for Yourself, Marcel Swati, Emmanuel to Kaboom! We're starting with this breaking news in Brooklyn. According to report, wow, Kevin Durant requested a trade from the Nets today, and my man, oh. Brooklyn's GM, Sean Marks, is working with KD and his business manager on finding a trade for the 12-time All-Star. I can't wait, Acho. Mm. Tell me, what's your reaction to this huge news? Uh, what is going on? Oh, I ha- I, truth be told, truth be told, yes. there's nothing more I hate in life than having to say this. Mm. I told you so. Oh, here but we Marcellus go. Wiley. <laughs> what you tell me? I told you so. You told me that uh, Kevin Durant <laughs> was going to request a trade today? Here is what you all have to finally decide about Kevin Durant. Either he is a bad partner or he is a bad picker or both. Okay. In OKC, he did not pick James Harden, nor did he pick Russell Westbrook. Yes. But he ended up being a bad partner with Russell Westbrook in OKC. Mm. He moves on to Golden State where he makes a choice. He chooses, he picks the Golden State Warriors. Somehow, some way, between Draymond Green and Kevin Durant, after some good years together, it turned out that that partnership Mm. went awry. Now, leaving Golden State, where they were partners, he ended up picking Kyrie Irving as Kyrie Irving picked him. He picked James Harden as James Harden picked him. Mm. And after making that decision, that pick, once again, it went awry. You, America, have to decide. I won't tell you which one it is, but I will simply tell you this. Either Kevin Durant is a bad partner or Kevin Durant is a bad picker. Or maybe it is both. But we have never seen Mm. in the history of seeing anyone (laughs) that has had this much contention and controversy with a multitude of superstars. It's one thing you don't get along with Russell Westbrook. I get that. Both alpha males, big personalities. It's another thing you don't get along with Draymond Green. I get that. Even though you have the ultimate peacemaker, Mother Teresa Gandhi and Steph Curry sitting on the roster, but I understand (laughs) that. It's another thing if you don't get along with Mr. Cool James Harden, who seemingly gets along with everybody. Mm. And then you don't get along with Kyrie Irving, eventually, we got to have Kevin Durant look in the mirror. I ain't making no jokes. Look in the mirror and say, man, is it them, is it me, or is it both? He's either a bad partner or he is a bad picker, or he's both. <laughs> ah, I knew you were going to come in hot. I knew you were going to come I'm in from, from, up from, from, from a high. <laughs> I knew you were going to come in holier than thou with that take. And my reaction, obviously, is going to differ from yours. Um, let me just start off with how educated Kevin Durant comes off in this moment right now. Here's the thing about the root of education. What it's supposed to do is illuminate you and enlighten you to options, right? When you're going through the educational process in life, 
school, college, real world. Whenever you're being educated, it's to open up your opportunities, open up your options so that you can one day, if you're successful with your education, dictate terms. Okay. Woo, we in the wild, wild west right Talk now. Me, these players and player empowerment and only the few have this type of power to dictate terms. I'm looking at an educated man in Kevin Durant who realizes because of his super talent that he's able to dictate terms. So something that a lot of people tell women, but they don't tell all people, men included, or superstar players is use what you got to get what you want. And Kevin Durant right now is using what he got to get what he want. What does he want? another title. What has he realized? It won't come in Brooklyn. How did he realize that? Because he finally got off the seesaw. There was a little bait and switch going on with Kevin Durant and his relationship with Kyrie Irving and their friendship. Let's talk about this seesaw effect. Because a lot of times in team aspects, you can get caught up in a persona and not necessarily your identity. A persona is what you're going to project. Oh, we buddies. We boys. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. We kick it. We and that's the persona. The identity is when I get an opportunity to get away from you or this, okay. I will take advantage of that. Preaching. Preaching. The seesaw effect of Kyrie Irving finally saying I'm opting in and Kevin Durant saying I'm finally out, just like James Harden was last year, is telling me a lot of things about this situation in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant is just simply saying, I'm here as a basketball purist to play ball. And this has got mucked up to a place where I can't play ball anymore. But we shouldn't damn him in a moment when he starts to dictate those terms and flex the muscles he was blessed with. We should just be educated by this man making the decision to get what he wants. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at Shaw. I'm not mad at Kevin Durant. I'm mad at this. What? I'm not mad at Kevin Durant for getting divorced. I'm mad at Kevin Durant for getting married in the first place when we told him he shouldn't have. Oh, my God. That's what it is. (laughs) I'm not mad at all at Kevin Durant for wanting out. I'm mad at Kevin Durant for getting in. We said it wasn't going to work. I came on this show, and you remember, I said, how in the world are you going to add problems and expect a solution? Mm. Kyrie Irving. Mm. Problem in Boston. Mm. Kevin Durant, you left Golden State, seemed to be problematic. Ultimately, you add James Harden after he left Houston, and that was a problem. How in the world did you think y'all were going to add three different problems and come up with a solution? (laughs) In what world? I'm not mad at Kevin Durant for getting a divorce. I'm simply mad at Kevin Durant for getting married in the first place when we all said, hey, big dog, don't marry him. Mm. He got toxic traits. (laughs) Don't marry Kyrie. You don't want to do that. Nah, I mean, you ain't seen, you ain't seen him play, though. <laughs> you ain't seen his game, though. You ain't seen him finish at the rim. <laughs> I mean, Kyrie looked pretty sweet. He's toxic. Don't marry him. And you ain't seen him 7 p.m. when he show up in that all black. <laughs> <laughs> what a name He's is. toxic. Uh, I don't care that he uh, got uh, divorced. I uh, care that he got married, but we have to assess this. Yeah. Be honest. Can you be honest? I, have I lied yet? All right, we're going to be honest. Let's do it. You are at the age where you have several friends that have been married a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're at yeah, that. I'm not talk. yet at that age. I'm at the age where my friends are getting divorced. But you're at the age where you have several friends that have been married a few times. Be honest, Sel. I won't lie. We all judge, whether we verbally judge them or not, we judge that one person who's been married three or four times. Hell yeah. We do. Cigarette and here's smoker. why we judge them. Tell me. Because after the first divorce, we're like, hey, psh, 
other person could have been crazy. All her. Uh, all her. All it was her. all her fault. All her. It was all fault. her. I ain't do nothing. I ain't step out. I ain't text nobody else. I ain't like too many Instagram pictures. I liked one. I was one. She was closed. That's not my fault. It's all her. Did I do that? After the second divorce, we raised an eyebrow. Hmm. Maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe just, you know, a couple bad ones. Maybe yeah. it was a his fault, a couple of coincidences. Yeah. Brazil twice. Twice. Yeah. Yeah, Brazil twice. After the third divorce, hmm. We stop excusing it. Yeah. Now we're like, nope, you've been divorced three times. It's on you. Yeah. I don't care what it is. There is no way that the three divorces are exclusively their fault. Ooh. You've been divorced three times. Ooh. It is your fault. I don't even want to hear nothing else. I know it's your fault simply Ooh. by the fact that you have been divorced three times. Ooh. Kevin Durant has now filed for divorce three times. Yeah. Yeah. He filed for divorce from the Thunder. Filed for divorce from the Warriors. Filed for a divorce from the Nets. Mm. Come on, y'all. Mm. There comes a point in time where we're like, yo, you have filed for three divorces. You know what? It got to be your fault just a little bit. Uh, what it is. Okay, okay. Since we bring it up age. Since you can't tell my age, you got to bring it up. I have to. I can tell you. You look good. The salt and pepper. You look good. Salt and pepper's here, though. A little more uh, okay. chestnut in <laughs> A little more chestnut in. Yeah, them chestnuts on them broke. Okay, let's talk about it. You're at the age where you will let someone tell you who you should be with because I've been that age before. Talk to you in that age where it still matters. Oh, they toxic? You already gave them a strike. But you haven't found that out for yourself. Nobody's perfect out here, Acho. Mm -hmm. So right. you telling on yourself, too, at that age. But since we're talking like this, let's keep this relationship example going. Uh, I'm going to give you a story of three individuals. I'm one of them and two other very successful men that I know. One married his college sweetheart. Okay. One was stable, secure, and married someone that they met, and they had a long-lasting relationship as well. And then there was this guy that you know, that you work with, who was a player, they mm -hmm. said, who was out in them streets, as they said, me. Of those three guys, you know who's still married? <laughs> me, the one who was in them streets, the one who went out there and touched everything, the one who went out there and felt everything, the one who went out there with all the different experiences and all the mislabeling of who I was not. But I knew what I was in pursuit of. So therefore, I would not let anybody else or anything else deter me from my destination of what I wanted. That's Kevin Durant. That's a LeBron James. You want to bring up divorces? LeBron James has divorced before as well. Oh, you're going to get into the complexion of divorce. Oh, those were nicer. Oh, those were mutual. Ah, ask Dwayne Wade how that divorce felt when he was chasing him around on a private jet and said, I don't know what Bron going to do. How did that feel to Dwayne Wade in terms of the divorce? We're not going to get lost in this. Kevin Durant has put himself into this position where he can just do what he wants to do. And even after divorce, he's the one that gets begged back into marriage. The mm. Golden State Warriors begged this man. Okay? He barely leaving divorce court on the steps to right back into court to get married. So let's not make sure we don't paint this with a negative lens. We don't have to. But Kevin Durant... <clears throat> Kevin Durant is looking real Halle Berry-ish. How'd that look? Look great to me from my distance. Halle Berry looks great. Looks great. Halle Berry won an Oscar for Best Actress. Halle Berry, incredibly talented. Beautiful. But if you get in a relationship with Halle Berry, it's probably not going to work out very long. <laughs> now, 
Don't do that. That's not any indictment on the appeal of Halle Berry. Mm. That's no indictment on the appeal of Kevin Durant. That's no indictment on the talent of Halle Berry. Again, 2002 Best Actress. Yeah, yeah. No indictment on the talent of Kevin Durant. Again, Kevin Durant, two NBA Finals MVP awards. Yeah. But what you know, based upon Halle's track record relationally and Kevin Durant's track record relationally, if you get into a relationship with Halle, mm. just like if you get into a relationship with Kevin Durant, it's probably not going to last very long. Mm. Now, Hopefully you have some wins while y'all are together mm -hmm. because it ain't going to last very long. Mm. In the event you have no wins while y'all are together, then there really wasn't a point in getting together in the first place because all you did was get talked about. <laughs> Kevin Durant's starting to look real Halle Berry-ish. You can take it as a compliment. You can take it as offense, but you got to take it as fact. But it, it can be taken as fact. You're right. But there's a difference in the experience. Like some people are destination of... Some people just want the journey. Some people ain't even caring what you're going to call it. It's just me. And Kevin Durant has never been in any of these situations where he's the one being dumped. Let's start there. Kevin Durant dictates turns. When I'm, I, what time are you coming back, Kevin Durant? When I'm back? <laughs> where you be? Where I'm at? <laughs> That's Kevin Durant. Who are we to sit here and tell him, oh, no, come down from that level of high? Because even Steph Curry, Mother Teresa, as you called him, even Steph Curry, who we all respect as maybe the greatest leader in basketball, him and LeBron, even Steph Curry wanted to marry Kevin Durant but eventually, and married him, and then he got done. Eventually, you tired of that. And Ooh, that's what I think tired? you and all Miami's the not just need to realize. Phoenix is not tired. Be real, They Sam. want him Be right real. Now. Be real. Golden State had a choice to make. They said, look, we can either choose further championships or beg and plead for Kevin Durant. And what choice did the Golden State Warriors make? They beg. Forget it. We just going to leave Kevin Durant alone. I'm saying in 2007 and oh, 2019 after? afterwards, they had a choice to make. We can mm. either sacrifice future championships, oh, that's that is. Not right. We can either sacrifice future championships or we can beg and plead for Kevin Durant. That is not Eventually, it. they were tired of Kevin Durant no. as he was tired of them. No. And they said, bump it. Why we going to sacrifice the chips. We'll find another way. Why you keep forgetting the most important element of all of that, the tipping it? point of all that? What was it? It wasn't the fact that they were tired of each other. Yeah. Yeah, it was growing a little old in terms of the contention. A lot of old. It was growing a little old in terms of who's going to get credit. Like internally, Kevin Durant's getting all the credit. And then externally, Steph Curry and the Splash Brothers and Draymond getting all the credit. Kevin Durant, like, what world are we living in? Everywhere I go in this facility, they love me. Everywhere I go on the outside, they're calling me Cupcake. And Steph Curry's like, look, I'm not contributing to that. Draymond's like, look, man, are you going to be here for the long haul or not? That question alone tells you they still want to be married to Kevin Durant. But I haven't even described the tipping point. The tipping point was when Kevin Durant got injured mm -hmm. and then Kevin Durant went out there and sought a second medical opinion on top of the organization's opinion. And they told him to play. And he said, you know what? I trust in this moment. I trust in you guys. And then what happened? It all went bad. That's what blew up that situation. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant's like, look, if I can't trust it from the top down, then maybe I need to depart since I'm not getting the credit I deserve anyway outside this border. Woo! lot going on Woo! out there in Brooklyn. And Round one. A, <laughs> a lot more coming up. And coming up, speaking of that, we have a lot more on this huge news of Kevin Durant wanting out of Brooklyn. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Sorry for the rest of y'all on the rundown, but y'all got ran down. <laughs> it's a wrap. Good night. Oh.
Let's get back to our breaking news. Kevin Durant has requested a trade from the Nets today. According to reports, Brooklyn's general manager, Sean Marks, is working with KD and his business manager on finding the trade. And the Suns and Heat reportedly among two of the teams that KD has on his wish list. Acho, has Durant's tenure with the Nets hurt his legacy? It's not good. It's not good. I don't even know why I need these. <laughs> Y'all about to say, this we, ain't James we ain't got Harden. no notes for this. Football duos. <laughs> it's not good. Right. Think about this. Legacies are dependent upon championships or dependent upon tenure in an organization. That's what legacies are dependent upon. The greatest legacies have the highest amount of championships with one organization. You can dilute your legacy by playing for several different organizations or not winning enough championships. Greatest legacies in basketball, Michael Jordan. Six championships, played for the Bulls. Little bit played for the Wizards. To some degree, we disregard that. Kobe Bryant, five championships, only played for the Lakers. Magic Johnson, five championships in a nine-year span, only played for the Lakers. Tim Duncan, five championships, 20-year span, only played for the Spurs. Dirk Nowitzki, only one championship, but the Mavericks, that was their only championship, only played for the Dallas Mavericks. LeBron James, four championships, but problem, several different organizations. The greatest legacies have the highest number of championships with the fewest number of organizations. Kevin Durant, two championships but we're now going on our fourth organization. I hear you. It's not good for legacy, and this is not my subjective opinion. This is an objective fact. It's not good for legacy because legacies are based upon potency. And Kevin Durant's oh. potency of greatness, oh. it is dilute across different places. Let's play this game, I'm America, I'm shall I'm we I'm all? Good. Everybody close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes. I got to read Prompter. You sure? <laughs> okay, go Think on. of the great Jason Kidd. What uniform do you see him in? Oh, somebody sees Dallas. Oh, somebody sees uh, the Nets. Uh, coaching sweats. <laughs> exactly right. Close your eyes, go. Think of the great Steve Nash. Oh, somebody sees the Suns. Oh, somebody sees My the Mavericks. Oh, think of the great Michael Jordan. Oh, you see the Bulls. Oh, think of Kobe Bryant. Oh, you see the Lakers. Think of Kevin Durant. Mm. Who do you see? Eyes open, eyes open, eyes open. That is the problem. If I ask you to close your eyes and you think about a player and you cannot visualize him in a certain uniform, mm. then all of a sudden that legacy is not that strong. Oh. It's not as strong as it can be. When you now close your eyes and think of Kevin Durant, are you going to see him wearing 35 in a Sonics jersey? You're going to see him in a Thunder jersey? You're going to see him in a wow. Warriors jersey? You're going to see him in a Nets jersey? You're going to see him in an other jersey? Sell it's not good for the legacy, big dog. Oh, man, man, man. This is not going to hurt his legacy. Let me tell you why. Let's first properly define legacy. What they think of you when you're gone or done. And Kevin Durant's not done. So now, let's talk about his legacy. And I think you said potency is your defining word in terms of legacy. To me, it's triumph. It's what have you overcome. Not just was it a smooth road, because it's not smooth for anybody. Think about MJ. When he retired the first time, I was around. I was watching the news. Do you know what they were saying about Michael Jordan, the great, leaving the game of basketball? And then to play baseball on top of that? And then to return back? And then to retire again, oh, that legacy went through it. But if you want to define it at the low points, then you're going to miss the entire picture, the entire perspective. So we can't have selective perception or we can't figure out timely moments, low moments, to say that's who your legacy is. That's what your legacy is. Let's think about Magic Johnson. Remember Tragic Magic? Oh, 
Remember Magic who had to have the press conference? Ooh. Kobe Bryant, when you go into the Clippers. Ooh. When you go into the Bulls. Ooh, I want to force a trade twice. Oh, lowly moments, even though you were scoring all these points. And where are your championships? Ooh. We didn't define it then. We defined it ultimately based on what they were able to overcome. Kevin Durant's already touched the highest of highs. He's been on a team that has Steph Curry on it and was greater than Steph Curry for that same team. Kevin Durant was a finals MVP twice. What he's trying to do is return to those heights, and he's realized that he can't do it in Brooklyn. And why are we sitting up here, and why would anyone at home judge Kevin Durant for doing exactly this? Having a heart-to-heart with Kyrie Irving. I'm assuming this had to happen, because yesterday Kyrie said, I'm committing to the Brooklyn Nets, and to you, Kevin Durant, And today, Kevin Durant says, I'm out of here. I'm looking for a trade partner. Why? Because with new information, you have a new result and you have a new response and you have a new direction. Kevin Durant is doing what we've all done. No one has (laughs) arrived, stayed and never journeyed off of their original thought or original intention. Why are we mad at Kevin Durant for doing that, especially when he's flexing the power that he's earned? That's a great question. It's a wrong question, but it's a great question. I don't think we're mad at Kevin Durant. I'm not at all mad at Kevin Durant. I get it. But there is a little bit of, Hmm. not secondhand embarrassment, but secondhand, Hmm? have Hmm? we ever seen a superstar unsuccessfully chase rings this much? Unsuccessfully chase rings. Think about it, Sal. LeBron left Cleveland with one goal. I need a ring. I'm going to Miami. He got two. Then he went back to Cleveland because I got to go home and get my squad a ring. He went back to Cleveland and got one. Then he left Cleveland because, you know what, now it's time for me to make my brand bigger. He left, became a billionaire. Mm -hmm. First active basketball player that's a billionaire Mm -hmm. and got a ring in L.A. LeBron has been successful with every move that he's made with all of his journeys. Kevin Durant, he leaves OKC and gets himself a ring. Congratulations. Huge for him. But then you leave Golden State to chase another ring and you got nothing but a headache. Mm. Now you're going to leave Brooklyn to chase something, and God knows what you're going to get. I just don't know, Sal, that we've ever seen a superstar chase this much. Kevin Durant shot back at Charles Barkley, rightfully so. But when Charles Barkley left Phoenix to go to Houston to chase a ring, Charles Barkley didn't get it. No. And he didn't keep chasing squad. He went to Houston and was like, you know what? Bum it. I'm 36. Uh, I'm retiring. It's, it's, it's yeah. done. We're done. Why quit? But if you're Kevin Durant, you out here really chasing, Sal. Mm. You really chasing. Mm. And to me, it's just like, you too good to be chasing. Mm. They should be chasing you. At least if you're going to chase, chase successfully. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think, uh, I think I'm starting to hone in on what the difference is in terms of response to this. You're never too good. Uh, what did Kobe Bryant famously say? He said that I have to work as if I have no talent. And he used to show up every day like he had no talent. That's why his work ethic was so tremendous. You're never too good, right? Because if you start to get too good, start to get a little too high on that horse, oh, God, I'm looking thirsty. That's when you start to say, I'm too cool for school. I'm not going to do all those things. That's for others to do because I'm too good to do that. Brother, in this world, you can't skip steps, even step one, no matter how great you become. You ought to always redefine what your goals are and always return to the starting point and chasing that pursuit for those goals. Kevin Durant is different, dog. He a purist. He in that pure artistry lane, not even as a just pure basketball player. He's a pure artist. You can't 
just corral him like a Dave Chappelle, like a prince. Like you just can't go up to him and say, this is how it's going to be. He like, nah, I am great enough and I've accomplished enough that you can't sit there and slight me in my pursuit of what I want. So when I see Wilt Chamberlain, Dr. J, Moses Malone, all these guys who are chase, 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 got one. But why do they get to a place where all of a sudden don't look thirsty in your pursuit? You only got one. That's enough. Why would we damn Kevin Durant, who still feels like he's in his prime in terms of potential and contributing to a championship team, ever stop chasing, ever stop pursuing, ever stop having goals, ever stop that championship drive? You're on to something. Ah. But let's go into the locker room. Y'all, come on. Come on. You're going to the locker room. Everybody? Yeah, we're going to the locker room. Come on, dog. I know. I know. (laughs) I don't like going to the locker room Uh, often because I like this job. But we got to go here. Um, So recall in the locker room, your coach on a Friday night before the weekend would be like, now look, fellas, y'all going to go out there, you know, try to chase, chase these women. He said, keep this in mind. If you go rabbit hunting and a rabbit running after you, there's a problem. (laughs) <laughs> Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. What you. the coach was implying was, now look, young adults, if y'all are going after here trying to lure the attention of the opposite sex, if they are mm-hmm. approaching you too aggressively, mm-hmm. keep in mind mm-hmm. there might be a problem. Mm-hmm. Why is Kevin Durant acting as though he's the rabbit in this situation? Kevin mm-hmm. Durant's supposed to have the gun. Here we go. If you go rabbit hunting, mm-hmm. think of the imagery of, a rabbit running towards the person that is hunting the rabbit. It looks weird. Mm. The person should be hunting the rabbit as the rabbit is running away. Mm. Kevin Durant is running out of teams. <laughs> Get out the locker room. <laughs> Miami. Brooklyn. Miami. Golden State. Kevin Durant is running after, <laughs> running after these teams. Stop, stop. And it's just like, wait a second. You're the superstar. Uh. I'm supposed to be running. Kevin! Yeah. Kevin, come here, come here, mm. Kevin. Mm. But Kevin Durant is. Mm. I know where you are. He running after teams. I know where you are. So, yeah. you have to admit, yeah. there's something just a little problematic with the fact that I'm rabbit hunting, mm. superstar hunting, if you will, and the superstar running after me. Now I, I yeah. got it. Something, yeah. something yeah. is up yeah. with yeah. this situation, and we have to admit it. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Uh, I know what you're saying. Let's stay in that locker room, okay? I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all came in we here. here man. I ain't got no towels. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bucket naked. I'm here. Here we go. <laughs> you think Kevin Durant is so fine, so fine, that he shouldn't be on the bus stop? This is what you're doing. This is exactly what you're doing. Now, I've seen this before. I've had this conversation before. You ever been at a stoplight and just looked at the bus stop? You're like, okay. Because this is what you typically see when someone's that beautiful, that good, as great as Kevin Durant. Either you're like, oh, they successful jumping out the Lambo, jumping out the Rolls Royce. Yeah, they must do something. Or who are they married to that does something? But never would they just be in a situation where they look like they need some assistance, that they need some help. And you looking at Kevin Durant, you actually giving him a backhanded compliment. You're saying you're so fine, Kevin Durant, it should just be pouring towards you. But guess what? No matter how fine you are, you still got to be cool. You still got to work. You still got to grind. You still got to have proper direction. It happens to all of them. LeBron James hit the ground running in the NBA and still had to go. Still had to get on that bus stop. Hey, man. Hey, 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 does this go down to Miami? Then he got on that bus stop again. Hey, this one goes back to Cleveland. Everybody either whether physically move themselves to a different place or mentally move themselves to a different place. Steph Curry 
He didn't physically move to a different place, but he went there and said, is, is KD on the bus? No, 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 no. And then he took his boys and they all took the bus to New York to go get Kevin Durant. Bro, you ain't never too fine to be on that bus stop if it ain't working where you're at. So you looking at Kevin Durant saying, since it's not working where you're at, just sit there in misery. Nah, Kevin Durant knows he can get where he wants to get as long as he gets there. Admit this for me before nope. we go to break. Please nope. admit this for nope. me. No, no. At a minimum, at a minimum, Kevin Durant continues to find himself in toxic situations. You feel me? Like, we have to at least admit, Sal, in, in OKC, Why? that was toxic. Why? In Golden State, that became toxic. In Brooklyn, that became toxic. He either finds himself in toxic situations or he makes the situations toxic. Eventually, we have to tell ourselves it's not coincidence. Uh. Like, eventually, we have to be honest with ourselves that it is not coincidence. You can't not get along with everybody. It's just not possible. It truly, truly, yeah. truly, I get it you. is just not possible. I get you. You just can't not get along with everybody unless you're the person that people just can't get along with. Mm. And what I'm simply saying is, if he's found himself at that bus stop, why did no Uber black pick him? <laughs> why did no Lyft pick him? He just left, man. No, because he, no. he, he, he tried to call Uber. Mm-mm, no. He tried to call Lyft. It's not him. And they saw his Mm-mm. star rating. Mm-mm. And they said, yish. <laughs> Ugh. They said, how you only got 1.6 stars? Oh, I mean, God. you tip, but how you only got 1.6 stars? <laughs> Kevin Durant is a superstar. Yeah. But yep. eventually, we got to ask, why are you at that bus stop waiting for a ride? Uh, Mm, mm, mm. Top two player in the world right now, and it's probably not number two. Maybe number two. I'll give you some of that. But who wouldn't pursue or just be in a relationship with young Russell Westbrook, right? Mm-hmm. James Harden coming off the bench. You mad at KD for that? You can't. So let's stop bringing that up like that. as a negative. Okay, you go from there. Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green. They came to me. You mad at him for that? that they didn't. They didn't fight. They didn't beef out. Draymond yelled at him one time at the Clipper game, but they didn't beef out. They were still begging Kevin Durant. Draymond has been on record saying, hey, KD, just tell me if you're going to stay. Klay Thompson has been on record during that championship run. KD's our best player. They wanted him. He wanted to go somewhere else to get the full credit. James Harden? Kyrie Irving? Like, you acting like he's slumming. He ain't slumming, man. He just realizes in his pursuit as a purist, Everybody doesn't have their hand inside. Everybody ain't chipping in. Everybody ain't got that bus fare. Coming up, what's really going on in Brooklyn? We'll tell you who's to blame for all the drama. Oh, God, here we go. KD or Kyrie Irving or somebody else. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Judging that girl on the bus stop, dog. That's you. We're headed back to Brooklyn for breaking news in the NBA. Kevin Durant has requested a trade from the Nets. Today, according to reports, general manager Sean Marks is working with KD and his business manager on finding the trade. And the Suns and the Heat are reportedly among two of the teams that KD has on his wish list. Got to bring in Fox NBA analyst Slick Rick Euchre. So Slick, what's your reaction to this huge news? I think I told you guys that this had a last dance feel to it. I just thought we'd at least get to the dance floor before everybody (laughs) decided to dip and go their way. It broke up a lot sooner than expected. But look, the heart of it is that Kevin Durant does not look at Kyrie Irving the way most of us look at Kyrie Irving. He does not look at Kyrie Irving as an issue or a problem. So with the Nets trying to pull the leash on Kyrie and say, hey, you got to do it the way we want you to do it. That obviously didn't sit well with Kyrie, 
And by extension, it didn't set, sit well with Kevin Durant. That's why I thought that it would just be a matter of time before everybody would go their respective ways. It's just coming apart a lot sooner than I expected. But that's at the heart of this. And that's what the Nets now have to unravel, which is they built a team around a shaky foundation. They, the, only reason they, the only reason that they took on Kyrie is because that was the entry price for getting Kevin Durant. And the assumption was on their part that Kevin Durant would help them get the best out of Kyrie and, and minimize the other side of Kyrie, which we have seen since the beginning of his career. The feeling was he would be able to do with Kyrie in Brooklyn what LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers collectively were able to do with Kyrie in Cleveland. And that wasn't what happened because KD did not see that as his responsibility or anything wrong with the way that Kyrie operates. So at the heart of it, they built on something that was shaky, and now we've had a tremor, and the whole thing has fallen apart. Oh, man. I'm with you in some respect, Slick. I, I get that. I get the concern. I get the love affair. I get the respect that Kevin Durant has for Kyrie Irving. But I don't get the fact that he will let him opt in and then opt out or at least want to seek mm -hmm. a trade. Now, I understand one scenario where that could occur. He's like, Kyrie, you went out there and tried to get a trade. Nobody really suiting for you. The Lakers, the only team, seem like they're really interested in you. Stay here and get your money, and then we figure this out later, or at least you'll figure this out. But we've already told ourselves we want to be elsewhere. And that's the toughest part about this. When you tell yourself you want to be elsewhere, how do you ever tell yourself again that you want to stay? And I think Kevin Durant watched James Harden walk away and said, wait a minute, this is not how we drew this up. This is not by design. And mm. then he saw Kyrie Irving do the same thing. And to me, I think Kevin Durant made a different assessment. His assessment is, I'm trying to figure out who's fully committed to this. And it's not in commitment towards basketball. Because this is why so many people don't turn pro, other than y'all not talented enough. It's because you guys keep thinking it's only about, can I play? <laughs> professionalism comes with commitment all around the game not just mm. to the mm. game so it's funny when you ever want to talk to someone and know their level of commitment first thing you need to do is stop talking to them because there's nothing they're going to say that's going to tell you their level of commitment it's everything they're going to show you and then I think Kevin Durant probably had one of them heart to hearts with Kyrie last night and then he realized why was I talking to Kyrie then he realized, why was I talking to James Harden? Because they are showing me what their level of commitment is. And it's to the highest degree because they're two of the best basketball players out there. But I am Kevin Durant, and my commitment just looks different. So now I think that Kevin Durant finally had to just come to that realization that what's best for me is to go somewhere with a like commitment. And that's not to the game of basketball. That's to everything around the game of basketball, which doesn't seem like it's in Brooklyn. I get that, Marcellus, but he wouldn't have to ask out in order to fulfill that. He wouldn't have to ask out of the Brooklyn Nets in order to fulfill that. He'd simply have to go to the Brooklyn Nets and say, look, 
take whatever you can get for Kyrie and let's rebuild this around people that I can count on that are going to be there and have the same commitment that I have. I, I would suggest that there is a better uh, chance that he and Kyrie got together and Kyrie said, man, like, they're not committing to me. They're not committing to us. Mm. I had to opt in because that was the only option I had. Right. And they weren't going to trade me. They were happy with me opting in, and then we're going to do this for one more year, and then we're going to go in a different direction. You know what? Let's not follow their plan. I'm going to opt in and get the most money. But if they, if, if KD, if you're going to dip, well, then they're going to move me too. Like, we don't have to sit around and wait a year for things to unfold and follow their plan. Let's expedite things and make them dance to our tune, which is KD wants out. Now we got to move KD. And if we're going to move KD, we might as well clear the decks and move Kyrie. And maybe we'll move Ben Simmons. Who knows what we'll do. But at the very least, we're moving these two pieces because they were a package deal. I, I hear you. and but the, But KD's commitment to Kyrie at this point and his reluctance to ever suggest that Kyrie hasn't followed the script up to this point leads to me leads me to believe that KD is still working with Kyrie more than he's working with the Brooklyn Nets. Ooh. You and I are different. Pretty obvious, but we're really different because you can't stay in Brooklyn if you're Kevin Durant and expect, what, a rebuild? Like, it, Kyrie, okay, the commitment concerns. What's next after Kyrie? Ben Simmons? Like, Kevin Durant's like, what are we doing here? Like, I can't stay here and then look at these other guys and their level of commitments and try to justify those. So he doesn't have time for a rebuild. He needs to go somewhere where it's already built. And this is why we're different, Slick, because you remind me of those guys. I was in the market for buying an old school when I was playing back in the Charger days. And I was like, I want me an old school. Yep, I want to be Dr. Dre and Snoop. Damn it. I want me a six-tray Impala. I wanted to hop up and down Slauson, and I got one. But everybody kept telling me, oh, dog, you can go get this one and restore this and rebuild this. I was like, I ain't got time for all that. Plus, I got a little money. I can buy my own. That's already done. Point being, if you're Kevin Durant, you're in position of power where you can go somewhere that you think is suited and is ready made for you to be added. And then you can have championship success. But before we get to that, okay. we got to hold on. Yeah. We got to switch this up a little bit because Acho. Got to get him in on this one, and we got to know what Acho is thinking about the whole Brooklyn situation and who's to blame for what's going on out there in Brooklyn. Man, this AD is interesting. Or Kyrie. This is interesting. Now, Slick, we've been battling for about 45 minutes, so I got to wait on this who's to blame topic. For me, still, it's a little bit of both. <sighs> Kyrie is a different person now than Kevin Durant chose when Kevin Durant chose Kyrie. But unlike y'all, I'm not married, so I have to read books on it. They lying. Um, and one of the most profound quotes I read from a book called The Meaning of Marriage, and y'all can attest to this, hopefully. It talks about how the secret to marriage is learning to love and care for the stranger you find yourself married to. Because oh, eventually, like you're going to wake up and that person who you chose is actually a stranger. At least their behavior is strange relative to ah. it was when you chose them. KD ain't choosing to love this stranger because Kyrie acting real strange now. When KD got involved with Kyrie on the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie wasn't 
withdrawing from games because someone called him the N-word. When KD got involved with Kyrie on the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie wasn't withdrawing from playing basketball because of social unrest going on in society. Bear in mind, social unrest has been going on in society since the day Kyrie Irving was born. Yet now, Kyrie Irving is withdrawn. When KD got involved with Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving was not this level of distraction. The secret to marriage, learning to love and care for the stranger you find yourself waking up next to. This ain't really a marriage, it's just a marriage in a figurative sense. And Kevin Durant is not choosing this version of Kyrie Irving, and I don't fully blame him. Because if I was KD, and I understand my legacy or my lifespan in basketball is short, and I've already become the guy who left to go chase a ring, mm. why not keep going and chasing these rings? So if push comes to shove, I'll blame Kyrie Irving for shape-shifting, but if we being really real, both are at fault. Mm. Acho, first of all, you are the most fascinating person that I have ever worked with because I did not read a single book about marriage when I was single. Not, <laughs> not a one. Hell did no. not even think about, didn't even pass it on the shelf in what? the library. What? Never happened. Mm -hmm. Good on you, brother. You are always preparing for something. I'm impressed. <laughs> that said, KD didn't do his homework on Kyrie yeah. because you are right that Kyrie uh, w never went to these lengths. There were things that caused him not to play of this measure. But you can go back to the Cleveland Cavaliers days, and he was known to be moody among his teammates. Phil Handy, assistant coach, tells a story about he was supposed to be working with Kyrie, and Kyrie gave him his number. He's texting Kyrie. He's calling Kyrie. No answers. Two weeks trying to reach him. Finally, Flies down, Handy flies down to Miami to track him down. And he catches up with Kyrie. Kyrie was doing it intentionally. He was testing him. He just wanted to see, like, how far he could push Handy. That's just a strange way to communicate with people that you work with. Like, why are you testing them? What's going on here? Why are you playing these games that I'm not being, that I'm not privy to, but I'm involved in. And so that's going back to the Cleveland days. That's the Kyrie Irving that the Cavaliers had to negotiate with and navigate with and win a championship with. This is just an extreme version of that now that he's a champion, now that he's been viewed as a guy who is or should be uh, one among the top 75 all time among his peers. And so, and has the money that he has. So it's just made him more of what he is. And that's where I put the blame on KD because KD orchestrated all this. The Nets don't go and get KD and Kyrie unless they're getting KD. And Kyrie doesn't continue to go down this path. Marcellus, yep. I'm with you in terms of let me expedite things. If it ain't working, let me find a place where I can make it happen. But KD orchestrated this coming together and, to my knowledge, never said to James Harden, hey, dog, don't leave. Like, let's try to figure this out. Mm -hmm. I, he brought, I brought you here. Give me a chance. He didn't say to Kyrie, Kyrie, dude, you got to get vaccinated. Like, we got to play. This ain't going to work about you taking a stand on something. We came here to win a championship. If KD had said all of that or done all of that, 
and those guys dipped anyway, then I got, I got no problem with KD. He, bat, he bet on, on dudes that didn't stand up with him. But I don't know that that happened. He brought these guys together, and then they decided to go their respective ways, and Kev, KD never recognized, wait a minute, I'm the, most, I'm the most powerful dude in the room. Like, if anybody can make this happen, if anybody can bring this together, it's me, because they're here because of me. So utilize that authority that you have. And I just, I, I never got any sense that KD ever did that. So it comes back to, KD, you put all this together, you brought everybody together, but then you didn't, you didn't orchestrate it. Why, why would you go that far and then not take the responsibility of making it happen? Mm, I love that. We're in a good place right here because KD didn't look at it as his responsibility because KD ultimately looked at it like this is something that has to be from that individual, has to be from you, your inner fire, your own inner passion. Think about it. Harden says, I want to leave. You can't talk him into staying. Even if you talk him into staying, even if he's physically there, you know what you have already done and admitted? That that guy didn't want to be here. You can't talk him into staying just like with Kyrie. All mm. of his recent comments have been, I can't talk him into playing. I can't talk Harden into staying. I can't talk Kyrie into playing. Because Kevin Durant's like, I want to be with those fully committed to basketball and everything that comes with it like I am. Fully committed to the game like I am. And I can't stay here. And there's no hard feelings, James Harden. And there's no hard feelings. Kyrie, we're still friends, we're still boys, we're still brothers in this basketball fraternity. But trust me, I'm not going to stoop to that level and then all of a sudden try to place blame somewhere. This is what people do all the time when they feel something. To justify the pain, you blame somebody, mm -hmm. right? You got to. That's what you think. Or to process the pain, you start to blame something else or someone else. You think you got to do that. But Kevin Durant is different, y'all. He on a different stratosphere in terms of this thought towards the game of basketball. And he's come to realize that, hey, in basketball, you shoot the ball and you're going to miss a lot of shots. But your mind shouldn't be on missing that shot. It should be on making the next shot. And y'all all be looking at Kevin Durant like, you cupcake, look at you trying to go make the next shot. And he like, Golden State, Golden State. If I don't get hurt, Golden State again. So then he goes to Brooklyn. Sorry, sorry, human perfectionist. He missed the shot. He missed the shot in Brooklyn. But who wouldn't have took a shot with Kyrie Irving? Who wouldn't have took a shot with James Harden? Everybody in this gym going to take that shot. Some of y'all going to miss it. Kevin Durant just missed his. But the beautiful thing about Kevin Durant is that his mind is on making the next shot. The only thing, though, Sell and Slick, is this. You can't be alpha with decision-making and beta with responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's not how mm -hmm. it works. And y'all know this is, is parents in a household. Y'all know this is leaders of a household, as co-leaders of a household. You can't say, well, look, Anna Marie, I want MJ to go to this elite private school. Then you look up and he's into X, Y, and Z drugs that said elite private school. And you're like, well, Marie, I never wanted him to go to that private school in the first place. <laughs> Can't be alpha with decision-making slick and beta with responsibility. We've all acknowledged that Kevin Durant is alpha with decision-making. Slick, you've told us that mm. they got together because of Kevin Durant. Marcellus told us, Slick, before you arrived, Kevin Durant says, I'm going to be home when I get home. I'm going to get there when I get there. He's alpha with decision-making. If indeed he's going to be alpha with decision-making, then he too must be alpha with responsibility. Kevin Durant could have vetoed James Harden if he wanted to. 
Kevin Durant to, to Sal's point, to Slick, to your point. He could have vetoed Kyrie in the essence of not <sighs> playing with Kyrie. Now, mm. if we're being really real, mm. here is the real question and conversation. Do we fault Kevin Durant for being lured in by the appeal and being so blinded by the appeal that he forgot about the character? And this is a real conversation mm. in sports and outside of sports. Sal and I joke about it all the time, Slick. There's that concept of, man, you can't be so enamored by the exterior mm. that you forget about the interior. Kyrie's exterior game goes crazy. His exterior game is one of the greatest. But we know that Kyrie's interior as it pertains to being in love with basketball, not Kyrie as a human being. I'm not taking shots. But as it pertains to being in love with basketball, Kyrie don't love the game like KD loves the game. We know that just by looking at how many games they've played. So Kevin Durant got so enamored by Kyrie's physical attributes that he forgot to check under the hood. Had he checked mm. under the hood, mm. he would have seen what's really good. So when it comes down to it, Slick, if I did have to pick one, I can agree that Kevin Durant, if he's alpha with decision-making, he too has to be alpha with responsibility. Yeah, and it's very possible that he didn't realize, he simply did not realize what it meant to be the alpha. That, that he wasn't getting the credit in Golden State. Let me go to Brooklyn where I can put this together and, and then at least I'll be recognized. Whatever we do, I will be recognized uh, correctly for what I have accomplished. Not understanding everything that goes in with not just being the alpha in terms of on the court, but off the court and leading a team in the locker room and all that that meant. Because Katie has said it many times, I just want to hoop. And the real tell in that he didn't realize it and he doesn't really want it are the two teams that are on his list that we already know are on the places he wants to go. The Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. What do those two teams have in common other than the beauty of they've fallen just short of winning a title and hey, kind of like Golden State, I could go in and be the difference in getting us over the hump but they also have established leaders in Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul. They have strong established head coaches in Monty Williams and Eric Spolstra. Like those organizations are set for Kevin Durant to walk in and be instrumental without having to be the absolute alpha. Everything else is in place. And so that is what tells me that he looks at this Brooklyn situation and simply realizes, you know what, what I thought it was going to be and what I thought it was going to get me and most important, what I thought it was going to ask of me is more than I want to do. And now he's going to find a place where really it gets back into his comfort zone of I just want to hoop. Man, 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 you add all this up. I think we got some of this, if not all of this, figured out. Ugh. Slick, you're a surfer. I, I, I know that you get in the waters and probably got to get in there. Break of dawn, five, six in the morning, right? You got to get up early because you got to catch those waves, right? And I'm not a surfer. Um, yeah, I, I've been out in the water, the deep waters, but just they haven't had the courage to stand up on that board just yet. But I've been out there. And one thing I learned from being out there is you can stay still, but still be moving. 
because everything else, the elements are shifting, right? So you're like, I, right here in front of this yep. lifeguard house, I am positioned. And then you look up in Not five seconds. <laughs> you're like, what the hell? Where you going, Kyrie? Yeah. Waves. <laughs> Where you going, James Harden? Current. Taking me everywhere. And you Kevin Durant, you're like, Hey, bro, I said right here in front of this lifeguard house, this is where we surfing to go get this chip. And it's interesting because uh, I hear it enough where I, I need to at least believe some of it, that I am a contrarian. And when you're a contrarian, look, I was recruited by a ton of schools, all the major football factories out there. And I go to Columbia. So I guess you guys are right. I'm a contrarian. I'm going to do it my way, damn it. But I've noticed that watching basketball, if you don't do it their way, good luck to you guys out there. In the 80s, we saw all of the championships basically go two places. Lakers, Boston. You try to go any other way. 28 other teams. Ah, I don't care what you're trying to do. It's probably not going to work out. You get to the 90s. Six of them go to the Bulls, right? And if you're not on that team, good luck to you. Then you go to the Spurs and the Lakers again. Ah, if you're not there, good luck to you. Guys. Now the Warriors are taking that claim. The point being... What is wrong with Kevin Durant for trying to pursue a way that he wants to pay for himself? Nothing. But we all understand that that equation typically ends in failure unless you link on to all those who are grabbing all of the championships. I don't look at that as a slight. I look at it like Kevin Durant is like, I know my course of action, but no one, none of us can ever sit there and say we know how the elements are going to shape us. Real quick yep. analogy to fit your analogy. You're right. Sometimes you got to paddle your butt off just to stay in the same spot. But the reason you stay there is because when that wave comes, it gives you the opportunity to catch it. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. Kevin Durant does not realize is sometimes you got to do the work just to stay where you are because it's the spot that you're going to have the most success in but it doesn't come on your timeline. I'll give you that. Man, he tried to grab that James Harden paddle. Where'd it go? And then that Kyrie one. I'm trying to get out of <laughs> On the paddle like this. Doggy paddle by yourself. Coming up, Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn. I hear you. So we'll tell you where his best fit would be. That's next. Don't speak for yourself. My paddles go. <laughs> Kevin Durant has requested a trade from the Nets today. According to reports, the Suns and Heat are reportedly among two of the teams that KD has on his wish list. And according to Fox Best Sportsbook, Miami has the best odds to be his next team. Slick is back with us, but Acho, where is the best fit for Kevin Durant? I have two. I have a front runner. I have a dark horse. My front runner is simple, the Miami Heat. Okay. You go to the Miami Heat, that is a well-run organization. Kevin Durant, when he has gone to well-run organizations, that's when he's had his success. Also, when Kevin Durant goes to organizations where they understand that he is simply the talent, he is not the coach, he's not the general manager, he's not the owner. When he goes to an organization where they allow him, not allow him, they demand that he plays his role, that is where he thrives. Kevin Durant in Golden State, they had Steve Kerr. Kevin Durant in Golden State, they have proper levels of ownership from Myers, et cetera, general managers, et cetera. Kevin Durant in Golden State, when he is placed in a proper position, he thrives. But when Kevin Durant has to dictate every single term, that's when Kevin Durant does not have success. You go to Miami, Pat Riley don't play no games. 
Pat Riley don't care who you are. Pat Ryan is one of the winningest associates of basketball, again, in the history of the Basketball Association. So you go to Miami, Pat Riley going to keep you in check along with everyone else. The dark horse, the Portland Trailblazers. Mm. Let me see Slick when I talk this number real mm. quick because I know Slick real integrated on that West Coast ball. Mm. The dark coast Slick, the Portland mm-hmm. Trailblazers. America, remember, the Trailblazers had the longest streak of playoff appearances up until this year when Dame spent the majority of this year hurt. The Trailblazers were constantly contending. However, they needed that one little player to take them over the hump. The Trailblazers have a player in Dame Lillard who is already close with Kevin Durant based upon their success in the Olympics circuit. The Trailblazers drafted Greg Oden over Kevin Durant in that 2007 draft. Oden number one, Durant number two. So it would be a great redemption historic story. Mm. So if you want to talk about a dark horse, I look to the Trailblazers because they have a coach that Kevin Durant would have to respect. They have a tandem superstar which Kevin Durant actually enjoys playing with who wants to win basketball games and they have a dedicated fan base. I believe the Trailblazers would be a great fit as well. Yeah, what we have to consider is that this is now going to be a trade. And so what is coming back the other way? What are the Nets going to want in order to make that deal? And which teams have the capability of sending quality pieces and yet still having a team that, with Kevin Durant, is a title contender? contender. Presumably that's exactly why he's leaving and what he wants. So... Um, you know, with Miami, you immediately look at, okay, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, and can we find another piece to make the numbers work? Like, that's a nice little starter kit. Then hmm. you got the Phoenix Suns with DeAndre Ayton, and that sign-and-trade with another piece potentially is just sitting there. I love your idea of the Portland Trailblazers. If there's any place that I wish that KD would go, it would be to the Trailblazers. Because I would, one, love to see Lillard rewarded for staying there and saying, I'm going to find a way to get it done here. And because, let's face it, you got the Trailblazers just up the road. You got the Lillard-Steph Curry dynamic. You got KD trying to get in the way, directly in the way of the Golden State Warriors with the little engine that could up north. Like all, all of the drama there is just so juicy. I would love it if KD went there. But this is where the Trailblazers moves last year and sending Norm Powell and pieces uh, down to the Clippers. This is where it hurts them because they moved a lot of the assets that would be attractive to the Brooklyn Nets in an exchange for KD. I just don't know how much they have left to move out and still be a, a successful team. So I'm looking at there's a very clear reason why Miami and Phoenix would be at the top of the list. And I look at Bill Duffy, who is Steve Nash's former player agent, also has DeAndre Ayton. If Steve Nash has to get through this season without KD and moving other pieces, why not bring a big like DeAndre Ayton, who's capable of at least making them respectable through this season? I, that's where I would go as the as the likeliest uh, situation is that the Phoenix Suns do a sign and trade with DeAndre Ayton and wind up with Kevin Durant. And then we still get exactly <laughs> what I want, which is this battle in the West with the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul against the Golden State Warriors. Man, all of the teams you guys mentioned right there, uh, Phoenix Suns, this ad, Atlanta Hawks conversation, Denver Nuggets, like teams – 
it's not just about wish lists. It's not just about what you want for Christmas. Growing up, I wanted a lot of things for Christmas. My mama gave me those eyes, those look of like, we ain't got it like that eyes. And a lot of teams going to look at Kevin Durant like, we love you, but we ain't got it like that eyes in terms of do we have what's good enough to get you in a trade? And then when you get here, it's going to be good enough for you to win with. And those are those eyes that Kevin Durant's going to see out mm. there. Uh, Suns, mm. Hawks, Nuggets, Heat, Blazers, okay, I hear you, but what are they going to look back in terms of roster construction when Kevin Durant arrives? Kevin Durant is reminding me of the one time in particular Growing up, I wanted to run away from home. I don't know if every kid in America has felt this way, but I know there was a time where I was like, I'm about to run away. Why? Because here's the beats, and it's eerily parallel to what Kevin Durant went through. Issues, whatever the issues are, they can be small, they can be big. They're big to you. So you got an issue at home, right? You got an issue in Brooklyn, on the Nets. I got issues. And then your emotions, unresolved emotions. You just don't know what to do with it. You're like, well, what's the out? Do I stay still? And this is what I did. I remember. I was like, I'm about to run away, mama. I'm about to run away. And then you're like, you walk out the house. You slam the screen door. Wow. And then the first thing hits you that you ask yourself, where am I going? <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there in the front yard like, well, these streets look different. <laughs> streets look fine. I didn't care about the streets when I had a home. Those streets look different when that is your home. Kevin Durant, Here's the thing. Where are you going to go and how? If I saw Kevin Durant with Devin Booker and Chris Paul, yeah, I would love it. But is that going to be enough? How did they cook the books to make that happen? If I saw him over there with Murray and Trey Young in Atlanta, I'd say, okay, but can you cook the books to make this happen? My point being, I don't know where Kevin Durant is going. Just like I didn't know where I was going, I tried to run away from home because he's going to get that look. (laughs) From them streets. And they're gonna say, dog, we ain't got you like God, that. This is I love that story. I love that take. I love this conversation. It's interesting, slick. It's interesting, Cell, because truth be told, where can Kevin Durant go that was better than where he was? And everywhere mm-hmm. you go, there you are. Everywhere you go, there you mm. are. Where can like let's let's all chill and stop the nonsense. If Kevin Durant's going to go somewhere, he would love to go somewhere and play with, I don't know, maybe like a former league MVP and another player that's won a chip, maybe perennial superstar. You know, love to play with a guy like, I don't know, maybe James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Oh, wait. Hold up. You're, you're, maybe love to be coached by, I don't know, a, a coach that used to play in the NBA at the highest level. Maybe a coach that knows what it takes. Maybe a coach that's won a couple MVPs. Maybe a coach like Stephen. Uh, oh, wait. Like, where's Kevin Durant going to go that is in a situation with better talent than where he was already? Y'all remember, it was two yeah. consecutive years the Brooklyn Nets were the favorite to win the title, according to Fox Bet Sports Book. We would come on the show, and we would read the favorites, and the Brooklyn Nets were the favorite. What that means is, based upon those that are setting their gambling bets, we assume that this team has the best odds to win. Where can Kevin Durant go that will be any better than where he was? They say this much. The grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. And if we're being real about the Brooklyn Nets, nobody was watering the grass. So Mm. how can you be mad when you're standing Mm. on dirt patches? Kyrie ain't watered the grass. James Harden ain't watered the grass. Steve Nash ain't watered the grass. Kevin Durant ain't watered the grass. So you cannot be upset when your green grass has turned into dirt. I don't know where Kevin Durant will go that is better than where he was, but Kevin Durant must remember wherever he goes, there he is, and problems must follow. Mm. 
Maybe, maybe. But here's the deal is what if he goes to a place because it's not a matter of talent. Brooklyn Nets had all the talent in the world. We've seen other teams that had all the talent in the world and didn't necessarily make good on it. Why? Because the culture and the leadership weren't there. So since we're spitballing, like I was basing it off of the names that we've already heard. Yeah. But and I'm surprised, Marcellus, you didn't go there. Don't say Because I'm thinking about teams that have a surplus of talent or that they have a key young player that the Brooklyn Nets could look at and say, can we build around this young superstar? Well, we have two teams mm. in the Los Angeles Clippers mm. who have an embarrassment of riches yep. and where uh, certainly KD could go and he wouldn't have to be the leader of that team or he wouldn't have to worry about building a culture like they were trying to build in Brooklyn or the Boston Celtics for a Jason Tatum or a Jalen Brown. Mm where you could go, and Marcus Smart has already established that. That's where the Miami Heat, again, and the Phoenix Suns fit because he doesn't have to go in there and build a culture or be the leader or set the tone for everybody. That's already been created in all four of those places. places. And yes, I am giving the Clippers a huge compliment here, but it's the reality. When you have Nick Batum wanting to sign back for less because I like it here, when you have... uh, uh, Zuba uh, doing the same thing. Yeah, Zubats, 333, Um, yeah. Zubats, exactly. You have guys that have been there and said, Reggie Jackson, Mm -hmm. John Wall wants to come and can I be a part of this? Like, now you have something. And what KD was trying to do in Brooklyn was be the reason that everybody came. And then there comes a responsibility to that, which is like, I got it. Now I got a herd. I got to, I got to, <laughs> I got to well, control the herd. Yeah. KD was like, no, I'll bring everybody together, but don't ask me to do all that herd. I got to, I don't, I'm not throwing a lasso. Like, nah, yeah. I ain't doing that. You can come over here, but I ain't going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Now he gets to, he could go to a place where the, the Brooklyn Nets get something in return, but he's not asked to do that. He's just asked to be much like he was with Golden State. Just be the last piece for us, brah. And there are multiple places where he could potentially do that. Okay, since we're spitballing, what will be left with the Clippers, Slick Rick, in terms of KD and who? Will it be Kawhi, obviously? Would it still be Paul George? Would it just be KD and Kawhi? And then just the remains of a roster that they took their time to build over the last several years? What would that look like to you? All right, so I'm just going to throw it at you since we're spitballing. If I, could, if I said to you, look, I can give you KD in exchange for Paul George, would you ah. do it if you're the Los Angeles Clippers? I mean, what? Yeah, swap. Yeah, golly. Yeah, but um, that's not going to be enough if I'm Brooklyn. I'll say, uh-uh, Paul George has been injured, too. In well, wait, 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 but here's the thing. Brooklyn, Brooklyn only has so much leverage. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm listening. KD they got to move out. KD. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. So if Paul George is the best piece they can get. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Now, now, we start, now we start comparing to the offers. I can give you Paul George or you can take Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. No, no, it's or not you can take Paul George or you can get DeAndre Ayton. Mm. What is going, like, what's the best deal that Brooklyn can make? That becomes part of the conversation. So I have no idea if the Clippers would be willing or able to do that or how Kawhi would feel about that or whether KD would want to do that. But that becomes the next wrinkle, which is Brooklyn's got to take the best that they can get, not Mm. necessarily everything that KD is worth.
Yeah, no, now take that across town. Take that to the Lakers and Anthony Davis with Russell Westbrook for Kevin Durant. Get along, LeBron and KD together. That will be special. Um, let me highlight what, what's really going on here. He's not going to the Clippers. Let me tell you why. Clippers are like Lego, and my son is fascinated with Lego. Me, I don't like Lego. I'm more of a transformer guy. Why? Because it's just only a couple options. Either it's a car or it's a person. You know, either it's a gun or it's a person. That's it. I don't need no other. Lego is like, it takes time. You are Mr. Microwave, yes. Marcellus. You are Mr. Microwave. Give me Look, that I ain't got time. All right? Just yeah, change can, it. Fix I, it. I can make money back Get and forth. I, I can do a lot of things as well. I can't get my time back. Right? So I'm looking at the Clippers as they slowly built this masterpiece of Legos. You're not. If I walk into my son's room and touch any of the Legos, let alone a centerpiece, he going to have a fit. Steve Ballmer has cultivated a not only roster, but respectfully a culture where everyone wants to opt in because of the feel. Not just because of the basketball success, because we haven't won a championship. The feel in the pursuit of that. Kevin Durant will disrupt that. I'm not saying make it better, make it worse. Whatever you want to say is going to feel different. So I don't think that that's going to happen. Kevin Durant, his next move, I don't think he knows. He just knows it's a better move for him in terms of how it feels than where he presently is. Good luck on that one because you know, you get out there, it could look a lot different. Coming up, we have more on Kevin Durant's big trade requests. We'll tell you what his decision says about Kyrie Irving. Oh, spicy. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Oh, Lord. Let's get back to the big news in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant requested a trade from the Nets today. According to reports, the Suns and the Heat are among two of the teams that KD has on his wish list. KD came to Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving three years ago, but the duo has not gotten past the conference semifinals. Ouch. Slick is still with us, but Acho, what does KD's decision say about Kyrie? I think Kyrie's more toxic than any of us realize or anticipate. And I think that Kyrie's beauty of his basketball game is not worth the clutter of the personality that comes along with it. I think that's what it says. We sit here on television and we marvel over Kyrie's ability on the court. We marvel over Kyrie's majestic basketball handles and his finish at the rim. But Kevin Durant is looking at that like, hey, y'all, it's just not worth it. Mm. What it says about Kyrie Irving is that Kyrie Irving is not worth the drama. Why would you sacrifice playing with one of the most talented offensive players of the generation unless he just wasn't worth it? Kyrie Irving simply isn't worth the headache. Now, this is very, very damning for Kyrie Irving because we know just how talented a basketball player he is. So how problematic must his personality be as it compares to the personality of Kevin Durant for Kevin Durant to say, you know what, as talented as you are, I can't handle it no more. It says a lot about Kyrie Irving. Now let's get real with the story so everybody can relate. Mm. Slick, can I see my dog unless he prepping? Let me see my dog. Let me see my dog Slick, please. <laughs> um, Slick, you know how it goes down, man. Um, Every now and then, go, go back to college, your young adult life, when you look at your boy who somehow pulled that uh, beautiful woman, when, you're, when, when, you, when you look at your girl, your friend, who somehow uh, pulls that incredibly handsome man, and for whatever the case may be, you're like, yo, I would never break up with them. I don't know how you, bro, I would never break up with them. But then after you hear the details mm. of what was going on in that relationship, mm. you realize, oh, I guess their beauty just wasn't worth it. Mm. See, that's what's happened with Kyrie Irving. We are on the outside. 
We are simply that friend who is envious of our friend's relationship. Like, yo, I don't care. You give me a chance with Kyrie Irving, I ain't never breaking up. <laughs> but Kevin Durant is on the inside. And Kevin Durant is like, look, y'all, <laughs> he might look real good on the court, but y'all don't understand. I got to go home now. Mm. And Kevin Durant has to go back to the locker room with Kyrie. Kevin mm. Durant has to go to practice with Kyrie. Kevin Durant has to deal with everything that comes with Kyrie. For me, it is very, very damning on Kyrie Irving that Kevin Durant walks out. Uh, Acho, now you know you why go. I got married. Uh-oh. Because there, there were those out there that I was like, oh, man. And I and I could get with it, Uh-oh. but then I discovered the other part, and it was like, oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk, and we're gonna have to like. <laughs> we gotta there's talk. only so much time that <laughs> we just spend time together. Like we got to do things together, <laughs> right? And and, yeah. and I decided what it looked like wasn't worth the price of everything else. Mm. Like I wanted. I wanted the full experience. I wanted someone that I could be with in every way and let's ride or die. That's what I was, that's ultimately, I got to that point where that's what I wanted in my life. And that's when I knew I had to get married (laughs) because it just wasn't, it wasn't the same sport, right? So here's the thing with Kyrie and and, and KD. I think you're right. And I think we're we're along the same lines, which the discovery is that that singular talent is is a lot different when you're with it and when you are playing with it. It doesn't hit quite the same. It doesn't pres- produce the same results. Or you find out what the price tag is in order to get that talent working for everybody involved. And so that is where I look at all the players that we've heard say, you know what, I like Andrea Godala or CJ McCollum, I believe, are two of the players who have said, Man, are you kidding me? Kyrie Irving is an all-time 75 great player. And I thought, wow, I, I respect those guys' opinion. They're in the league. Like, am I looking at Kyrie the wrong way? And then I thought, neither one of those guys has ever played with Kyrie. And I have yet to hear a player who played with Kyrie who said, or stumped for him to say, oh, no, that dude is an all-time 75 great. And that's the distinction here, which is, like, the talent is undeniable when it comes to Kyrie Irving. But does it lead to where, presumably, Kevin Durant wants to go, which is play for championships? And I presume that to be the case because of the teams that we now hear that he wants to go to next. So I believe that for however close their relationship was off the court prior Mm -hmm. to this, the fact that they never played together... And KD didn't get the full breadth of what it was like, not just to be friends with Kyrie, but to be a colleague, to be a, a teammate with Kyrie. That, that hits way different. And that's what one by one guys around the league are discovering. Mm. That for all that uniqueness that Kyrie brings to the table, mm. that that doesn't work when you have a common goal. Oh, man, y'all put me in a tough position. Because you guys know I pose as a broadcaster and as a co-host for two hours a day. But for all 24 hours of the day, I'm a defense attorney at heart. And I want to defend you, Kyrie, so bad. Woo, I want to defend you so bad, but boy. You ever get one of those cases you're just looking like? All right, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> just take tell a me plea this. deal. <laughs> 
What happened, Kyrie? I need to hear from Kyrie because right now, woo, I'm going through my same beats. This is how I became this great defense attorney. This is the beats. Kevin Durant versus Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving and KD, you here? I'm here. No noise. All of a sudden, Kyrie like, uh, I may leave. Durant's like, oh, if you leave, I may leave. But then Kyrie's like, no, nah, I'm staying. I'm coming back. And KD said, I got to go. Okay, Kyrie, <laughs> sit down. You dropped the bottle of beer at 1130. What happened? <laughs> sit down. What happened, Kyrie? Okay, this is what happened. And we all have made this same summation. Let's not act like it. Acho started us off thinking like this. KD is like, this experience is not worth the end result. Because it's a risk-reward relationship in everything we do. This experience is not worth this end result. Eastern Conference semifinals? And I'm going through all of this. And it's not all on Kyrie, but after Kevin Durant, guess who's going to take all these hits? Kyrie Irving. So we've all been there before. Think about it. You've been with your boy. And he do something crazy. You're like, man, you tripping. That's fine, because your boy even knows, yeah, that was crazy. But that was short term. There's a huge difference between you tripping and you a trip. And I think Kevin Durant finally got to a place like, dog, let's talk. Are you coming back? Let's talk about why you were wanting to leave and why you want to come back and how this is going to play. And he went from you tripping to, no, you a trip. And it's not a slight to Kyrie Irving. This is where everyone is getting this wrong. This is not like Kyrie Irving. You're doing it wrong because you're a champion. I can't take that away from you because you are a top 75 player. I can't take that away from you. What I'm saying is our intentions don't align. We don't always got to get this hierarchy and this pecking order. Oh, I'm better than you, holier than thou. He's just like, oh, if I follow that course, I'm going to end up there. If I follow my own heart, my own pursuits, I'm going to end up here. Where is that going to be? I don't know, but it's different than where you're going, Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie Irving just seems like the guy who continues to let something get in his way, something else to just take him off the course of what purely Kevin Durant wants to do, which is just go out there and hoop, y'all. Nothing more. We got to admit, though, Sal, this is a terrible lick, terrible look, slick Rick for Kyrie Irving. It's a terrible look. More than ever, mm. I think athletes are realizing how short their careers are. Mm. Now, not short necessarily in the sense of time spent, short in the sense of opportunity to win championships. More than ever. Because I also think more than ever, we place value on championships. Mm. Right? It was, it was cool when the Bad Boys Pistons won two chips. You win two chips nowadays and we scoff at that. Why didn't you win more? Why didn't you win four or five? We scoff at championships. Mm. Thus, there is such a pressure placed on championships. If you have one of the greatest basketball players of all time in Kevin Durant, mm. choosing to step away from Kyrie Irving, imagine what message that sends to other great players around the league. If Kevin Durant don't want to play with Kyrie, whew, who else is going to want to play with Kyrie? As we sit on this desk, it's easy to say, ah, Joe, you sound crazy. Kyrie's a hooper. We have opinions, and then there's the truth of being in the situation. It's a terrible look for Kyrie because we know what he did when there was a social unrest and he didn't want to play in the bubble. Mm. We saw what happened when he didn't want to get vaccinated. And now Kevin Durant, who needs to win another championship, is saying, yo, mm. I do not want to play with this dude. That's a bad look for Kyrie going forward. 
It is, it is. But here's the, this, the distinction, Marcellus, Acho, and this is where I think you're missing the idea that KD is abandoning Kyrie as opposed to supporting him by this decision. Mm. And that KD, Kyrie wanted a seat at the table. And KD came into this thinking that both he and Kyrie had a seat at the table. They said collectively, we don't need a head coach. Like, we mm. can run this mm. ourselves. I don't know that KD's view has changed. The Nets' view has changed, where they're saying, no, Kyrie, you don't have a seat at the table. KD, Kyrie doesn't have a seat at the table. You can have a seat at the table. Your boy can't. And KD's like, well, wait a minute. If my boy doesn't have a seat at the table, then I don't want a seat at the table either. That's what I believe is driving this decision by Kevin Durant. The Nets, collectively, are not what he expected them to be because he expected them to be fully vested in Kyrie and they've made it clear that they're not. Ah, there you go, Slick. We're hiring at my defense attorney. <laughs> but yes, yes, <laughs> yes, we have pulled it all together because the end game is the same for both these guys. I think they're champions still in their pursuits because they're already champions in their accomplishments. But now we got to go a different route, and the Brooklyn Nets have just stepped in and said, y'all got to go separately. Wait a minute. Like, who has been hiking with your boy? Like, let's go, let's go. And they're like, all right, we got to split up? That ain't the hike I want to take. And I understand. Kevin Durant's like, I'm going to do this a different way. But I never thought I would be looking at Kyrie like this. That you fine from far, but you far from mm. fine. You better stop playing with me.